Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy, and today I'm riding solo, but I've got a couple, actually just for this episode, I got a question from a teenager. Recently, um, I spoke at Taylorsville High School, and I had a bunch of teenagers submit questions that they would want me to answer, and this is the first one I'm choosing. I'm picking a handful of them, and uh, I'm really thankful for the teenagers there for submitting the questions, because... Every time I, I ask uh, teenagers to submit questions, I'm always surprised. Um, I should say I'm, pleasant, I'm always pleasantly surprised how articulate, how thoughtful the questions are, and also how some of the questions, even though they sound similar to many other peers' questions they've gotten throughout the years, they all have like little nuances and differences. This question is something that I've actually never had anyone ask before. Usually when people ask questions, it has to do with some type of relationship, uh, lack of um, lack of knowledge or understanding what to do in a situation. Every now and then there'll <clears throat> be questions that, ask, that they ask about, like how could they improve self-confidence in certain areas. But this question um, was a little bit more open, a little bit more broad. So I thought I'd choose this one. And also I've never had this question before. So it also intrigued me as well. So the question that I received was, how do you, how did you get the confidence to speak in front of thousands of people? Now, this teenager, I mean, I don't think I spoke in front of thousands of people that day. I think there might've been like 1100. So 1000, not thousands. Um, however, that's a very good question because I've had teenagers tell me that they have uh, social anxiety, public speaking anxiety. And so I'll help them specifically with those things. But this teenager's question made me think about it. You know what? I can answer it in a little bit different way. Now, if you want to be able to speak in front of thousands of people or 8,000 or a couple hundred people, the first thing you got to do is you got to realize just like anything else, it takes time to build up to that. I call this social cardio. So let's say um, you feel comfortable talking around two or three of your friends. But as soon as four or five other people join the conversation or come into the room, uh, especially if they're people that you don't know or you're not as familiar with, sometimes just the added uh, change of throwing a couple more people in the room can shut down a person that was confident, was feeling successful, was feeling comfortable and talking, can shut them down. If you're one of those type people, then what I ask you to do is you're going to have to improve your social cardio. Now, to eventually get up to be able to speak in front of a thousand people, I can tell you it did not happen overnight for me. I remember when I was 12 or 13 years old, uh, probably, actually, no, it's probably younger than that. It's probably about nine or 10 years old. I was asked to give a talk. And I was told that, you know, I got to get up in front of my classmates and I got to give a, a talk type presentation type of a talk. Now, this talk presentation was something that I'd been able to avoid up until this time in my high school, not high school, but an elementary career. Usually if we had to do a partner type thing, I'd be the person who would like uh, do the silent behind the scenes type of stuff. And then I'd choose a, a partner that they felt comfortable talking in front of people. Cause myself, I did not. 
I was the youngest of a very large family. And even though uh, it seems like I have no problem with uh, people paying attention to me now, no problem being in the limelight and no problem talking in front of people, that was not the case. In fact, I used to be scared to death of it. And so when they asked me to get up in front of um, these people and talk, when I say these people, it was a class that I was not in. So I was asked to talk and give a presentation to another class that I was not in. Now, the other class that I wasn't in, it was a class that was my same grade age. However, everyone in our class had to present to that class. Everyone in that class had to present to our class. So I remember I was getting ready for it, and I was like, okay, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. But as the time got really close to being able or to having to go to the next class and talk, uh, it was probably that morning and it was coming up that afternoon, I started to have a panic and a fear and anxiety that I'd never experienced before in my life. Now, at that particular time in my life, I had a lot of things that I felt confident about. So I was confident in sports. I was confident in um, really anything like athletic related. I wasn't that confident in school stuff, though, specifically things that had to do with math, science, and as as I'm about to share, um, talking in front of other people. So this time I was doing it by myself. I couldn't avoid it. Even though I wrote out the whole entire talk and I was reading it um, word for word, I felt that reading it word for word just just wasn't going to be good enough. And so I had this crazy idea that I was just going to bring the talk with me, read a couple sentences, and then I was going to just not look at the piece of paper and start talking to people, um, kind of freestyling it. Now, this was before I knew anything about PowerPoint presentations. In fact, I don't think PowerPoints even existed back then, but I didn't have any idea of this. I was just told, go ahead, put together a talk, which my parents helped me do, read the talk, and try to steer away from just reading it the whole entire time if you could. So I just go, oh, I got this, I got this. I went to the situation that morning. Um, I went into the scenario that morning thinking that I was just going to wing it and read off the piece of paper, and it was going to be all good. I didn't put a lot of practice into it. I mean, I read it a few times, but I just had this, this like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Well, as soon as the morning came and I went to school, I remember the twi- the twitches, the fidgeting. It was a panic and fear. I could not even hold my pencil in class. I was shaking so bad. Now, I knew why I was shaking. I knew why I was so scared. It was because I knew in just a little bit of time I was going to have to talk to kids that I knew, but I also knew some of them, you know, better than others. Some of them I didn't know at all. And at that age, I was fearful that people, you know, would judge me. I'd make a mistake. And man, I got so nervous and so scared. My stomach started uh, like twisting and turning. Uh, the only time I've ever had this happen before uh, is what is in athletics, where before I'd have a game that I was nervous about, my stomach's twisting and turning. I'd have to go to the bathroom multiple times. Well, this was the same thing. My teacher thought something was up because, like, can I go to the bathroom 10 minutes later? Can I go to the bathroom 10 minutes later? Can I go to the bathroom? My teacher's like, why do you have to go to the bathroom so much? I'm like, I I just do. And and she was like, do you have a stomach ache? I'm like, yeah, kind of. Later on, I finally told her why I had to go to the bathroom so much, and, you know, she ended up laughing. But I had to go to the bathroom so many times in, like, that hour prior to going up there. Again, I had never experienced anything like this. It was like every insecurity in my being, every fear that I had felt like was right at the surface and I actually believed I was going to do it. So I went up there and told my teacher, I I said, hey, uh, I'm not feeling good today. I'm going to have to go home, go to the nurses. I, I can't do the presentation. My teacher is smart enough to think, hmm, I think this is just the good old fashioned nerves and scared of public speaking. 
So what she did was she goes, hey, listen, you got this. It's going to be okay. And as she started saying this, I started to tear up. I started to get scared to death. And I started to show it emotionally. And I didn't want other people to see me tearing up, so I had my back towards the class. And I just started tearing up, trying to wipe my tears a little bit, acting like I had allergies or something like I had a cold. Somehow she convinced me to go and do it anyways. So we go to the next class and I went there with a handful of kids from my class because it was like over like a course of a, like a month or two, we all had to go to this class and do it. I remember walking in there and right when it was my turn to stand up, I just went blank. I forgot what I was supposed to do. Not only did I know I was supposed to give a talk, if you had asked me what my name was at that particular moment, I probably could have answered and said my name correctly. I probably would have frozen like my name. What do you mean? The panic, the paranoia was real. And then something happened. I looked across the class and I remembered that I was just supposed to read this talk, that I didn't have to wing it. I didn't have to try to be extra special. So I, I go, let me just start reading. I start reading the first sentence and it was kind of choppy. It was kind of, uh, the, the, I don't know, let's say the, the dog uh, ran to its owner. I, I was struggling to read it but I was getting through it. As the second sentence came, the third sentence came, I realized I'd never lifted my head up and even looked at the class. So I did so, I lifted my head up and I looked at the class. Then I put my head back down, read a couple more sentences. Lifted my head up, looked around the class. And I kept on doing that until my talk slash presentation was over. When I was done, I put my head down and I looked up and I just took the biggest sigh of relief. I'm like, whew. And I remember looking the whole entire class and I said, I don't know if I said, dude, I probably did because I'm a surfer from California <laughs> and this was in the eighties. I looked around, I said, dude, that was way harder than a football game. And when I said that out loud, everybody bust up, started laughing. What I didn't realize is that everyone there, they were kind of wondering to see how I would do it, but they also either had done it themselves or were scared to do it themselves. Unfortunately, they weren't critical. They, they weren't judgmental. A couple of people said, hey, that, that wasn't so bad. That was pretty good. To me, that was a huge win. But the biggest win for me was at the very end when I cracked a joke and everybody laughed. My nerves, my anxiety went away. So I learned something that day, and this is going back to answering this, this young person that, that put in the question, like, how do you get the confidence to be able to speak in front of thousands of people? Well, how you get the confidence to be able to speak in front of thousands of people is you first have to face your fears, nerves, insecurities of just being able to talk to a few people. And the only way you can do that is you actually have to sign up for a situation like that. You have to volunteer for it. You have to willingly go into it. Now, since that time in school, I, I didn't really love public speaking after that, but I found out that if I could just crack a couple jokes something that would make someone laugh. It would ease the, the, the burden that I was feeling. It would soften the blow for the people that were listening. So it wasn't awkward for them either. And so from that point on, I just thought, okay, every time I have to give a presentation, I'd run a couple of jokes by people just to see if I had a couple of jokes placed in the right specific times. And I found out the jokes that worked best for me were jokes that weren't making fun of me, but were acknowledging the awkwardness or the difficulty of what it is I was to talk about. Some people go up there and say, wow, I'm really nervous. And by saying they're really nervous, it clears the nerves. Some people get up there and say, wow, 
I'm here talking in front of all you and to be totally honest, I'm, I'm scared or I was, I was worried that I wouldn't do a good job. So what I did was I started to do my research. I found out this little trick. If you talk to people about talking to people, that could actually help the conversation go a lot easier. Also, I found out something that if you want to be brave, courageous, which speaking in front of a lot of people, I think a lot of people would say is brave and courageous, not, not like in the risking your life type of brave and courageousness would go. Um, but it's brave and courageous in general because most people do have some sort of fear of public speaking. And if they don't have a fear of public speaking, it's usually because they just haven't been in that situation yet and they don't realize it's a fear. So after that, I started to figure out that if you want to be courageous and brave, and if you really, really want to get good at something, there's one initial ingredient required for you to summons that bravery and, and become the hero and become courageous. And that one ingredient needed for you to become courageous and brave is first, you got to be scared to death of something. So to anyone listening to this that's scared of speaking in public, scared of speaking in front of people, start out slow, offer, you know, it may sound crazy, but ask for opportunities. Tell the teacher, say, hey, you know, I, I know we have a choice to write a paper or to give a, a class presentation. Um, I'd like to give a class presentation instead of writing a paper. Um, maybe sign up for a club that, uh, you know, I know there's different types of clubs that can give you opportunities to speak in front of people. I know there's situations where maybe someone needs to go around door to door and collect something for, I don't know, a neighborhood summer gather gathering get together. Um, maybe you have a sports team and you need to do a fundraiser. And so you got to raise some money. Practice it that way. Every time you practice something, you're going to get better at that thing. If you practice avoiding opportunities to speak in front of other people, well, then you're going to get better at avoiding opportunities to speak in front of other people. If you practice with small groups, eventually throughout the course of your lifetime, you'll become more comfortable and those groups can get bigger and bigger. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to be a, a public speaker like myself and has to speak to thousands of people or hundreds of people. But if you want to see if that's something you can do, if you want to have that courage and the bravery to do it, you first got to be scared. And if it sounds like the person asked this question is scared. So I'm inviting you to challenge yourself. Step out of your comfort zone. Put your phone down. Your phone is not speaking in front of people. Making a, a TikTok reel, making a video for, for YouTube. Those are all great things to do. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But that's not public speaking. In order to get better at public speaking, start by speaking to a few people, a few more people, a few more people. Then instead of getting scared and fearful that you can do it, you'll be thinking of ways that you can do it better. Well, thank you for the teenager that submitted that question. And as promised, I'll be uh, uh, sending gift cards to your high school administration, and then they will be giving you, to, you those gift cards, the people that I chose uh, the questions. And um, until next time, you guys, remember, when life and all these different types of struggles have got you down on your knees begging for, please, well, why does it have to hurt so bad if it's a breakup? Well, why does life have to be so difficult? Why does that life have to be so hard? Don't worry if you're down on your knees. Just press play and listen to your OGs. Until next time, be cool.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.